0: I think if we really truly did listen above and beyond what we feared we were not being listened to. Um, I think everything
1: will be better. Hey, thanks so much for taking a few minutes out of your busy day to be part of the 30 Second Book Club podcast. This is a place for people who want to read more books and be in a book club but don't have time to do either. My name's Andy. I'm your host. Hanging out with Robert Polini today. He wrote a book called Good Talk, Great Sales about how to communicate better. And Robert, what inspired you to write this book?
0: Yeah, so my inspiration <clears throat> came from uh, necessity. I've been selling real estate for only about five years now. And... Um, Just had a a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. And I had lost my parents uh, when I was young, both of them at 26. And had just been married and and raised two uh, younger siblings after they passed away. And started a new career five years ago. When my parents passed away, probably 15 years ago, um, I really felt like it was kind of do or die. So uh, from the industry that I had come from before, which was indoor tanning, I had some local presence, which helped me in 2015 reach uh, status of the Keller Williams Rookie of the Year. So I had some pretty good. I had a pretty good start, but it wasn't anything to write home about. But then I ran into some 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 issues with sustaining income and really validating actions to 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 get predictable income, predictable results. I had a problem with not being able to know how much money was coming in and uh made it even harder to budget of what was going out and no matter how well i did i just felt like i was still hitting walls and i said there has to be a better way so i basically had had been talking to another broker and at the end of 2016 came over from keller williams to berkshire hathaway and in doing that i ran into a system called ninja selling they're based out of Colorado by a real estate corporation called The Group, and I really fell in love with their concept. It answered my question to what what can I do to get predictable results that worked for me. And unfortunately, I'm a terrible salesperson, so I was not able to to sell the normal way, of real estate, door knocking, calling people in the morning, calling people at night, calling people I didn't know. Uh, randomly asking strangers to see if they wanted to let me buy or sell uh, real estate for them. And uh, it just wasn't my cup of tea, but I knew I wanted real estate. So Ninja Selling added a whole new concept, and, and that's really where the story begins. It's, um, Ninja Selling is about doing things for other people that mean the most to them in the way that, that it does mean the most to them. The is, I can get down the road what's important to me.
1: What, what, what a novel idea. It's, it's, it's like you serving first, and that's kind of the, the, is that the, the, the beginning for your relationships with people.
0: Yes, exactly. It, it sounds kind of funny to say it out loud because it's almost common sense, but not always common practice as, as people get into uh, certain needs and situations in their life. They become more reactive. Um, it, it, it doesn't always show up that way. But in, in the hunt for more answers and, and results, part of Ninja Selling's plan is a, a book list. And when I saw, usually you see a book list, there's like five or six books, 10, 12 books, maybe even 20 books. This program had over 200 book titles that they recommended. So I'm like, what? I haven't read... I think I've read 20 books my whole life. So I'm thinking, why is it that, you know, they're into the books? So I ended up getting to a point at the end of 2017 where I had another dip and I thought, you know, how can I do this well compared to some others and still not be where I want to be? And so I just made a commitment to do everything different in 2018 that I had ever done before. And it all started towards the end of 2017. And then I started, it started with reading. There's, a, there's another part to it. I started going to church and uh, just becoming uh, more, you know, kind of one with myself, like a full-blown change. But, um, you know, it, it was getting started with the reading. Right? More and more the ahas and nuggets were getting dropped in. And I just started connecting the dots and things started changing. And long story short, the book itself is not something I created to make money. Uh, on the side as part of what I was doing. It was created because of how amazingly blessed and graced I was with the revenue and the changes that I had in my business and my life in 2018, that part of the growth was a journal. And then from the journal, I was able to break down what I did to have the, this exponential results in, in sales volume and networks that blew past agents that have been doing it for 30 years in, in just about a year. And the idea then came to write a book about it and, and teach people about it. So here we are.
1: Okay, cool. So it's called Good Talk, Great Sales, and it's T-A-L-K. So let's go through your four pillars of communication because it's each letter in the word talk. So what does T stand for?
0: The T is the most important, it's no coincidence, it's the first letter in the word talk. And if I had to do it all over again, I would call it T to the third power, because it technically has three different versions, but the main one is truth. Honesty is what we need when we communicate, no matter what. It doesn't matter if you're talking to a spouse, a friend, a boss, a child, an adversary, a colleague, and yourself, you want to be 100% honest. But um, tempo and tonality, and your speak uh, have a lot to do with it and trust is also important but i think they're all they all kind of grow from just being and speaking the truth uh, but mainly to yourself so
1: what do you do and i'm sure you deal with this all the time in your business and just in life what do you do when it's uh, it's a little harder to tell the truth when it's a difficult truth
0: that's when you really have to tell the truth and pay the piper because the the problem with not telling the truth is it's avoiding a consequence and avoiding a consequence is also avoiding a change in behavior to really avoid the consequence like i told my daughter the other day she forgot what exactly she had lied about but i said honey when you when you lie and you're making an excuse for something that you just came short on whether it was innocent malicious or whatever the case may be it gives you a subconscious free pass to avoid changing that or getting better or working harder or giving yourself some sort of extra effort or work to never have that happen again. You could just keep lying and then falling into the same impulses or bad habits. So being honest with yourself and others, you have to just pay the piper and accept the consequence then, but have that fuel you to actually become better. That, that's really for real estate agents. By not telling the truth. That that's where the that's where the pain comes in. Actually, they just don't know it.
1: So let's talk about what the A
0: stands for. The A is attention. Attention is huge. That's what that's what you want for your you know your you want viewers, you want listeners. That's what the big one percenters want. That's why you got forty thousand followers on Instagram. You're cooler to a lot of people than those who have you know ten. Um, attention is something that is very important to, to gain and it's very important to give. It's the conduit of, of communication in general, right? If no one's paying attention and information is not conveyed, you're, you're really just not communicating. You would only be making noise. Communication requires a receiver, something, somebody that can can take the information and compute it and create an action or a result from it. You know, if, if we're not doing that, then nothing's getting done. So, attention being the number one commodity that, you know, Facebook is derived from and why it's so powerful, just knowing that giving and getting attention is valuable and important and required for and respectful as part of the, the process. So, uh, the book goes into a lot of detail, but attention is a very valuable form of communication.
1: So, what is the biggest thing do you say if, some, if, if we're trying to get somebody's attention? What, what, what do you suggest we do?
0: Well, I, I like to start with questions, right? Questions are the best way to to really learn how much more you can help that person once you have their undivided attention. Uh, if not, we're just making a pitch, or it's really about us, or we're wearing something sparkly or glittery, glittery to kind of steal their attention. But if you're asking the right questions uh, and trying to learn you know, what's most important about that person, then you will
1: get their attention. All right. So we went through truth. We went through attention. Now we're at the L of the TALK acronym. It stands for listening. Boy, this is yeah, something... Right. Uh, I think, you know, as you think about our political climate now, there's a lot of people that do not listen to each other. And I think it's probably one of the biggest problems in America right now.
0: Oh, it's huge. It's the biggest problem all over the world. I mean, I feel like... You know, the only thing we have to do is is love one another. And um, I think if we really, truly did listen above and beyond what we feared we were not being listened to, um, I think everything would be better. But listening is huge and not just for, you know, paying good attention and, and being kind to others, which we'll get into that as well. But as a weapon, I mean, it, when, you know, when I'm negotiating, I think the best thing I can do is let the other person talk first and, and me listen. I Me mean, listen to their feelings, their beliefs about what they're saying, their energy, their tone, tempo, uh, the details they're saying about the client, information they're giving that's not, you know, as directly related to the topic, but can help with negotiations, good or bad. Um, what we call the black swan um, solutions to a problem that no one even knows that could actually help both sides of the deal if somebody just thinks of it. But you have to seek to to understand someone or something, you have to aim for the goal of a solution and you have to listen just enormously uh, to, to be able to do that, to be able to come up with a solution and not just have a one-sided position that you just were really hoping, only hoping and praying to get across to the other side. Mm. Listening is huge.
1: All right, Robert Polini, uh, his book is called Good Talk, Great Sales, and we went through truth, attention, listening. It's it's an acronym. Okay, so the last one, uh, really, I think this is kind of interesting that you talk about um, when communicating with anybody on a personal or professional level that the last in your talk acronym is kindness. That's kind of an interesting thing. I think a lot of people would be kind of surprised by that. Why, why is kindness on there?
0: I know, right? Some people, Some people would be as if it's not necessary or – you know, I've had agents yell and scream. right? get physically, emotionally upset, but that doesn't help them. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help the client. Uh, you certainly can't find positive, proactive solutions with that parasympathetic doomsday state of mind, or if you're letting emotions get into it, which is also revealing a lot about you as a professional and what your client is saying or what your client wants. If you take it on a personal level, I mean, you're almost losing leverage that way, and you're deterring away from more important things like the letter of the law and the contract and things like that. But kindness in general is is just better across the board. If 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 somebody is just being rude or mean for no reason, but just to be malicious, maybe it's a personality flaw. You know, the very at the very least, something minor they would be willing at some point to just just destroy the whole deal. Just say, you know, my client's frustrated, I'm frustrated. Let's throw the whole thing away. Whereas if they, if they believe that you're kind and you're honest and you're doing everything in the best interest for it, all parties to make it a win-win, a solution that's just better for everybody, they're going to trust more of what your intent is rather than every little detail that you say and they'll be able to communicate better to their client. Because on, on a professional level, when you're talking to the professional, the, the agent, you're not talking directly to the horse, so to speak, the actual client. So if you're causing ruffles with the professional, that's only going to carry over to the client. So it's it's very important, even from an adversarial standpoint, to use kindness. But it's, it's also just a better way to create a long-term professional network that can help you and your future clients and your business by always being known as somebody who respects everybody as a professional who's kind no matter what whether they're yelling or screaming or giving you a reason not to be kind that's when i believe we should be even more kind and professional and and we can get the other side and an adversary to to work well with us and get things done for our client and it's, a, it's another part of work-life balance. Like if we get so riled up and upset in our professional life, that is going to carry over into our personal life and to the way we think about ourselves and situations and others and all that has a domino, a ripple effect in everything else that we do. So kindness is the, is the conduit that everything can be done better through, but it's it's almost like that gift that keeps on giving in everything we do.
1: So talking to Robert Paolini about his book, Good Talk, Great Sales, but it's more than just about communication because you talk about in the book um, concepts and principles that can help you build professional relationships, um, inner peace. So I thought it was interesting because you talk about in the book also the secret to success. What do you think that is, Robert?
0: It's how you think. That's the secret, you know? How you process information, the world around you, the way you look at it, right? And there's two different directions. I call it the Elsa Anna, right? You're either... Everything's possible or nothing's possible. And we can easily fall into the impulses of those thoughts uh, or let things that just impulses that happen around us dictate our emotions, which then take our thoughts and feelings and beliefs the other way. Whereas I believe it's you create intentions, you create with purpose and, and and kind of a mission, so to speak, a goal. You create intentions through your own beliefs and principles, and then those give you thoughts and ideas and, and, and things that you actually want, and then those lead to decisions to, to help you get those things, and then you create, in that aspect, the world around you. That's exactly the way you want it to be, the way that you believe, as opposed to being a slave to your impulses and, and bad decisions and, and bad habits. So it's, again, it's it's all about the way you think.
1: Again, the book is called Good Talk, Great Sales, Robert Paulini, And thanks so much for hanging out, Robert. Now, next week, now that we're a few weeks into the new year, and maybe you're starting to get a little frustrated about where you are with your fitness goals, like me, maybe you just every single year, you say, that's my resolution. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to work out more. I'm going to get down to that weight that I want to be at. And it's tough sometimes. And so I cannot wait to introduce you to one of my best friends. Her name is Janelle Keith. And she has been on a fitness journey for years. She'll talk more about where she was, where she is now, and how she has chosen health year after year, and how you don't have to beat yourself up over it. Her book is called Grace for Your Waste, Living a Lifestyle Fitted with Hope. And she's in the 30 Second Book Club podcast next week.